Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello everybody, and welcome back to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for But we're bringing it to you anyway I am your host for today, Dylan Reed Miller And I am guest host, Nicholas Healy, back for my third time in the chair Hey, welcome back for those of you following along at home, uh, this is episode 43, which means the minute begins at 42.01 and ends at minute 43. We begin where the last minute left off, obviously, uh, with uh, Franny and Chris doing some studying. Studying and, well, before we get into it, actually, I, I, I for those of you who are listening, I do have a bit of good news. This being episode 43 is the legitimate halfway point. Yay! We are halfway through this ridiculous nonsense. We made it. Hang in there. We're, we're halfway to doing something, people. We did half a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Chris and Franny, they are, they. well, the last time we saw them together was quite a few minutes ago, and they were, um, well, Franny was trying to get Chris to you know do the work for her so she could swim in the pool. Like a true misandrist queen. You, you're going you're gonna to give some, some kid who isn't even sure if he's straight uh, a hand job for, for, for Hamlet? <laughs> Hamlet deserves to be red, damn it. Well, this has been discussed, uh, me and Sammy and Sarah talked about it at length, but she... We think she's already done all of this work, and she's literally just here to swim in his pool, <laughs> non-euphemistically, because she knows that she can just use him for his pool. So she picked out the richest kid in the grade, who she knows she can manipulate, and went, hey, be my tutor. I'm going to swim in your pool now. You know, if that's it, that, that could be it. No, I mean, I, I respect where she's coming from, and she knows what she wants, and she's going to freaking get it. At any cost. She yeah, she she goes she goes for the gold. She puts her she puts her hand on his and they look at each other and she gives him that come hither look and he gives her that I don't know what look I'm supposed to give you look. Um well yeah, she he's been discussing not swimming in the pool. Well she can, but he won't because he doesn't want to break client tutor privilege. And then at the <laughs> beginning of our minute, he goes, oh, no, but that is to say there are no privileges. There are no privileges of being with Chris. There are no privileges of tutoring. <laughs> there are no privileges of being tutored by There's nothing. We have this beautiful pool. Screw you. You're sitting inside at this table. Well, he said she can swim in his pool, but I think the she, she doesn't get the privilege of swimming with him. The, Which I will say, good for Chris valuing himself as it would be a privilege to swim with him because <laughs> everyone deserves to have that level of self-respect, I think. 
Well, I think if you get to the next minute, which we can't do, but when you mm-hmm. get to the next minute, your 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 evaluation of Chris or Chris's valuation from self theory goes right out the window. That's a spoiler for the next <laughs> episode. I know. I'm just evaluating this one without its context. Um, but yeah, so he's he rambles on. She's like, "Yo, bro, chill out. <laughs> I understand. Everything's okay." She she. She gets that look in her eye and she starts looking down her nose at her, at him rather, and, and her smile widens and her, her pointed teeth. And all I see is a dolphin's mouth. <laughs> what? I, I cannot help it. And this is, goes back to the first time when she appeared. I, I see her smile and I picture like a bottlenose dolphin mm-hmm. with a big old grin on his face. And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just I'm looking at the teeth and that's it. Maybe I should probably get more sleep. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't explain. You're it. hallucinating. I, I very well might be. Uh, and she and she goes on to say, I like it when you take things seriously, but you don't have to take things seriously all the time with me. Uh, and yep. then she puts her hand on his. Yeah, she she does. And they, again, the 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 looks back and forth. And <laughs> yeah, and and. To give credence to the theory that Franny has done all the work comes her next line, and her next line just bats it out of the park. I mean, I didn't, ha- I did not have the faith in Franny to know what she's about to say to Chris. Oh my god, I love this line though. <laughs> Such a slam dunk. Please, please, for for the audience at home, for the people who have not suffered through. Now, you and me have suffered through this more times than we care to admit. But for those of us who are just listening, please. Hamlet is the story of a guy who can't take action, even though the obvious is staring him right in the face. And and Chris, Chris true to form, goes, uh, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> oh, and she gives him such a look, too. The, 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 the visual equivalent of, you just don't get it, do you? Oh, my God, it's amazing. Oh, my God, he, he agrees, and she just, she looks away with... <laughs> I mean, th- she might actually be the best actress in the entire production. <laughs> the way she sells it. She just kind of scoffs and is like, really, dude? I might have actually come around a little bit on Franny in, in, in this go. minute. I will convince you to like her. I think she's great. <laughs> Team Franny. Now, the music. Can we just for a second talk about the music yes. playing over this? We should definitely talk about the music playing over this. The, the, it's, it's, <laughs> it's upbeat. It's snazzy. It kind of has that late 60s, early 70s Herb Albert Tijuana brass sound to it. We even get this trumpet solo when Franny and Chris... I, I guess it's a trumpet. Maybe it's like a Casio synth trumpet. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't we've, know. We've, I mean, we've talked about this. The whole thing is just on a Casio keyboard. It, I, you know, exactly. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But the, the, it was a very good Casio keyboard because the trumpet almost sounds like a trumpet. Then, when mm-hmm. they're staring at each other, and it's 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 one of two. Like the music in this minute, very reminiscent of one of two things for me. It would either be something like an early '80s comedy soundtrack, like <laughs> something going on during like a hanky panky scene in like a Porky's movie or something, uh-huh. or or to go full on late '80s, it's like the interstitial music from Full House. Mm-hmm. It's it, in either way, it's full on '80s and it's not very good. <laughs> I know that's been discussed to death about the music and how awful it is, and the La Cucaracha minutes were fantastic. Oh. I wish. I just re-listened to those episodes. I wish I could have been there for them. Those just, are the best ones. 
I mean, I, I, I just rewatched those scenes after listening to those episodes, after having seen the scenes already. Like, I'm, I'm fully in on this. I'm fully in on La Cucaracha and, and the rest of the awful music. I love it. I mean, maybe it's because I'm, like, musical myself. I've played piano since I was, like, five. But I, I just love talking about the music in this movie because it's just amazing how off tone it is most of the time <laughs> like it just the tone of the movie not like not like everything's not into <laughs> you get my point oh i it's just I get your like point. Yes. <laughs> there's such happy music and it's just them like being awkward and it's like this doesn't make any sense if, but it's kind of amazing if if dakota and i want to i want to call myself out i called him decocto in the last episode <laughs> i was in <laughs> And, and it actually made it through the edit, and I was listening, and I said, oh, God. D- Dakota, it's, this, this music is just, I don't know what the mood is for it, but I'm willing to try it in different genres to see where it works. Yeah. It, oh, God. It's, it, I wonder if I can get this music anywhere. <laughs> like, I want to say it's probably just, like, free to download music somewhere, but I, I don't know if I can actually get it. Yeah, I mean, I would, I'm not going to advocate for BitTorrent. Um, but if this music was available there, um, uh, that would be pretty sad, actually. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, I want it to, like, put in things in the future. Like... Yeah, no, I... I, uh, I and I can't use that if it's, like, a officially copyrighted well, soundtrack or anything, but, like... <laughs> well, I, I tell you what you could do. You could, you could uh, you know, go on Craigslist or, you know, any of those websites, like, that you have, like, the, the online uh, yard sales kind of thing. There's Facebook groups for it, too. Find someone selling a 20-year-old Casio... Buy it for for the cheap <laughs> and remake it myself. I would, you don't even have to do anything. You just turn it on, hit the demo button, and just <laughs> and just let it fly. Just let it fly. You. I mean, it might be fifty fifty, but you'll get something oh, back. Oh God! Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. The, oh. the the music is definitely it's always worth talking about. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, you you just know somebody with a mullet and a keytar was just like jamming oh. out. <laughs> um, it goes from um, Franny's "I can't fucking believe you, you <laughs> thick-headed idiot" face to um, an external shot of the pool, which and it's actually a different one than the one we've gotten. And, and let us let us give credit where credit is due. We don't say that often enough, I think, on this podcast. The the, the establishing shot. It is is where we are. Like we're not we're not inside the porn house, and then we show an established shot of the porn house to go back in. We were in the house. We saw a shot of the pool, and then immediately right after it, like a few seconds later, Chris is sitting in the pool. Yeah. It wasn't the beach. It wasn't like a rolling river. It wasn't a babbling brook, a mountain. <laughs> tr- I mean, I can't tell you how many times you see the same beaches or mountains or whatever. Oh my God, so many. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like even there's even the same establishing shot at the pool that has a. It's from the other side. Cause yes. That's still the statue of the kid peeing in the pool. Yes. Yes. But this is from the other side of it. Yes, and 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 then it, it sets it up, and then there's Chris, and I, you know, I, I didn't realize, you know how often that didn't happen until it happened and I said wait a minute this doesn't feel right because it feels right <laughs> wait wait they did something right oh god <laughs> I don't want to react to this somebody call my publicist oh god <laughs> so yeah yes we, we are we are at a new shot of the pool and there's Chris mm-hmm. he's sitting 
poolside. There he is in his red shirt and jean capris. And he's got his he's he's dabbling his feet in the water. Mm-hmm. And and you can you can see he's got a lot in his mind. Thoughts like, uh, well, why am I so nervous about Franny? And <laughs> thoughts w- like, girls are weird. <laughs> <laughs> Girls are weird. Why am I nervous? And I wonder if Franny has a friend who has a brother or something. <laughs> oh, poor uh, Chris. Poor Chris. Poor Chris. I hope he figures out his sexuality. It's a pain in the ass. You know what? I'm taking a stand. We need better education on queer issues in sex ed in schools. We, we need better. Do it. We need better education on a lot of things in schools. And, and That's true. And, and, but you're, abs- you're absolutely right. You know, so, someone like Chris... Who is probably about seventeen years old? I think is what he's established. Yeah, the movie is established at seventeen. Yeah, yeah, I mean seventeen is probably about to become a senior in high school, and he uh, he doesn't know, he doesn't know anything. He he doesn't know anything about himself. He doesn't even know where to begin to look at himself. You could see yeah. that. I mean, there's no reason to be that nervous around a girl, whether whether you're straight or gay or whatever. It doesn't matter. She's just she's just a person. Uh, no, but she's just sitting there, and all she does is touch your arm. She puts her hand on yours, and you get this frozen look frozen look on you and you she drops some hamlet knowledge on you and you just don't get it you just go oh yeah good uh i just i i always really sympathize it comes from being part of the queer community myself but i always very much sympathize with characters that have a hard time uh, that don't seem to be out or have are having a hard time with themselves um you know and as I, I just you know just to go into that a little bit i mean i I'm, I'm not a member of the queer community but i don't have a problem with it like i don't care what you do or who you are or whatever like i, I care more or less if you're an asshole than who you, who you yeah. go to bed with and and you know people like people like chris in that situation actually should know that there are people like that in the world who oh oh you're straight oh you're gay oh you're bisexual oh who cares you know, let's just go you know let's go shoot pool or do something go go see a let's go watch a talking cat and you know or, <laughs> oh, one of the girls I'm dating watched watched a talking cat for me. That poor girl. She she is uh, she she's a keeper. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Hi Stella, if you're listening. Hello. <laughs> um. Anyways, no, yeah, it's just I always I always feel for them, and I I hope that Chris can can sort it out. Whatever he is, I don't. And at, at any rate, Chris is Chris is at the pool. He's sitting there in everything he's been wearing except he's got his feet in, and lo and behold, there's somebody else in the scene as well. Dum dum dum. Guess what? It's Duffy. He's talking again. As I've said, this is my third episode, but this is my second Duffy talk. I, I, I'm hitting the lottery here. Yeah, nice. Good job. And, and the the thing that really really got me about Duffy in this scene mm-hmm. is that. You establish the shot. There's Chris. You don't know Duffy's there. Then all of a sudden, Eric Roberts is slurring his way. <laughs> oh my! It, it's okay to ask for help. Clink, clink, clink. Oh my god! And and Chris, Chris doesn't know Duffy's there either. He turns. Did, did you just? Did you just? And and Duffy, you know, Duffy doesn't give a shit. Eric Roberts doesn't give a shit. He just, <laughs> if it means anything, he just goes right into it. <laughs> yep, the void mouth is back, y'all. Oh, uh, God, the, the $200 software, as uh, Scott Hillman pointed out in the past episode, $200 software gets you this mouth void. Oh, my God. Ugh. I love the mouth void, though. <laughs> The mouth void is one of my favorite things from this movie. You, you um, you've done a lot of these episodes. You don't have nightmares? I think this is my 30th one, actually. 
Yay, I've done it, you guys. Um, <laughs> um, no, I haven't had any talking cat dreams, which is kind of sad. Like, I kind of wish I would. I feel like that'd be really interesting. I would I would love to, if you did, I would love to hear about it. Uh, I'm sure the audience would love to hear about it. Just because you've you if you've done a lot of these episodes, that means you've watched a lot of these minutes multiple times. Oh, so and, many times! And I mean, it's I've seen the whole movie through twice, and then I have to watch each uh, minute at least twice more for each episode I do. Here's a little behind the scenes thing: if, if I always, whenever I'm hosting, I like to have the uh, episode up so that I can quote lines verbatim. Th- there are no privileges to doing this podcast. <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> Uh, so Duffy, Duffy is there, and we don't know it, and he starts talking and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, like, I'm, all right, figuratively, fine, whatever. It, it, I was not expecting it, and all of a sudden, there's Eric Roberts, and no, no, no don't you can't just spring that on us. You can't. <laughs> he he launches into a whole diatribe about water, and he doesn't like it, mm-hmm. and and that's sadly typical my, cat. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, at least. Eric Roberts or the cat or both are in character. That 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 mm-hmm. much is true. Mm-hmm. But sadly for us, we don't get the whole water speech. That's no. for another minute, and that makes me very sad. Yeah, our ending line is about um, he says he doesn't really like water, um, but he likes to sometimes stick his paw under the faucet because it feels weird. I would imagine. I would imagine if I was a cat, it would feel weird. Mm-hmm. I would imagine if I was a cat and I was talking, that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I would. Uh, and if I had the that. mouth void without, like, you know, if every time I talked it was just blackness, it would. Uh, God, I, I would. Uh, do you think Duffy is aware of what his mouth looks like? Has he ever looked in a mirror? Because uh, cats can't identify themselves in mirrors. Is that true? I don't really know. I, don't have, I've never... I think it's only, like, people and dolphins or something. Or is that only things that enjoy sex? Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, no, no, I've seen elephants that can, I think, but I don't think cats can. Well, I mean, uh, dogs see themselves in the mirror and then they bark because they think there's another dog. Is that, yeah. is that, would that count as recognizing yourself? Can cats, I don't know. Can cats identify <laughs> themselves in a mirror? Oh, it's to on the, the Google Quick List. To the Google Yay. Sphere. Uh, do cats keep, see themselves in a mirror? Uh, yes and no, it really depends on the cat. Okay. Well. Okay. If Duffy can talk, I imagine he can see himself. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a higher order cat. Oh, oh yeah, he's definitely top of the food chain. Sure. <laughs> so so Duffy is aware of his uh, mouth void. Do you think it hurts? It it hurts me. Does that count? <laughs> it hurts like, all I of us. I don't know because his like mouth is like literally warping open. Yeah, it, it's a, it is not very natural. It is if it is genuinely like a rip in space time, like that must actually hurt. Like like Mister Ed with the peanut butter on the gums looked a lot more mm-hmm. realistic, <laughs> and it, and it never looked realistic, but it looked a lot better than just just this opening and shutting and darkness and and advice advice at the same time coming out of this void. Yeah, maybe that's the reason you can only talk once to each person because it just hurts too much. <laughs> oh man, we've turned Duffy into a really tragic character right oh, here. Oh god, we're so sorry, Duffy. This whole experience has been tragic, but I don't think that's we mean true. it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I didn't. 
Well, for the, um, for the next minute, you're going to have a great speech with Duffy. Look forward to that for the next episode. But sadly, it, yeah. it, that's it for us. That's the end of our minute. Um, uh, so sad. So we, we've left you on a cliffhanger here. Um, uh, Duffy will continue to talk, and we'll have to see what advice he gives Chris next minute, I guess. I'm sure it will be horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I well, I mean, what advice has he given so far? Go um, for a walk in the woods and take a talk. Go for a walk. Woods. Look at your beeping machine. You have imagination. So, you know. You're, you're talking to a talking cat. You have imagination. <laughs> no, you have hallucination. I think I think yeah. that's actually what, what you and whoever guessed it said. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be some super great advice. And join us next time to hear it. Um, this has been episode 43. Uh, I have been Dylan. And I have been Nick. Thanks again for joining us. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Talking Cast. If you'd like to stay up to date with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, at A Talking Cast, like us on Facebook, or find new episodes of the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Bye! Minute by minute. That's so they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. A Talking Cast is about to begin. That was episode 43 of A Talking Cast. Your host was Dylan Reed Miller, with guest Nicholas Healy. Edited by Darren Huston. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kowaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. For the memory of Charles Harris.